Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Michaels, and I thank you so much for tuning in again today. Today on the show, I am honored to have the owner of Let's Get Your Shift Together, Adriana Bucci, on the show, and she shares her story of really going through the ringer with TMS symptoms that lasted four long years. It all started with a botched wisdom teeth removal, and that just cascaded into symptom after symptom after symptom. And and she tells us all about it today and how she finally crawled out into the light of awareness of the mind-body message. This journey of hers really inspired her to begin um, mentoring others in a coaching capacity through uh, mind-body work. And so she is now on a mission to help others transform their pain And she's actually currently in the process of creating an eight-week transformational program. So I want you guys to keep an eye out for that in the weeks to come. And without further ado, we are going to just get right into the interview today. So here is Adriana. So I'm here today with Adriana Bucci. She's a mind-body coach and the owner of Let's Get Your Shift Together. Adriana, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I suppose we'll begin with the burning question. What exactly happened in your life that required you to get your shift together? (laughs) (laughs) It's a really good question. (laughs) So I guess you could say I've had pretty much a lifelong journey with TMS, but I wouldn't have considered it TMS until four years ago. And um, basically, I'll get into my story, but I eventually figured out what TMS was in January of this year, 2019. And um, basically... I turbo went into healing mode with that (laughs) and got my shift together. And um, yeah, basically what happened four years ago was I got all four of my wisdom teeth removed at the same time. And um, it was supposed to be a routine procedure. And they told me to come in on a Friday. I would be fine to go back to work on the Monday. And um, here I am four years later. (laughs) (laughs) talking about that so that was supposed to be like a very routine nothing event type thing but no I ended up um, having all four dry sockets Mm. and not getting that diagnosed until three and a half weeks later Wow! yeah it was it was horrible like um, I kept going back to the dentist and saying hey like I'm still in pain Um, these painkillers you gave me this time didn't work help let's do something here because I'm like my face by the third week, it felt like my face was basically going to explode. Wow. Um, and they, yeah, it was, it was bad. And they kept saying like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Everything looks fine. Um, and then by three and a half weeks, I ended up going to an emergency dentist. And they immediately saw that I had dry sockets on all four and that it was infected. <laughs> and oh painkillers were going to do me no good. <laughs> so, And it was pretty much four years almost to the day because it was the Canada Day long weekend. I remember being bedridden Canada Day 
four years ago because my body went into shock from getting off of all the painkillers and being on the antibiotics and having like some sort of allergic reaction to the antibiotics. So that was like, that was the initial disaster that sort of sprung off this whole chain of events. Um, so basically at that point, I did a round of antibiotics. I switched dentists, obviously. <laughs> that dentist basically told me that I had TMJ and I had to continue getting these clove treatments done for the dry sockets after the antibiotic. I had to do two rounds actually of antibiotics. So that was, it was just, it was a mess. Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, so they basically told me I had TMJ and I had to keep getting these clove treatments done for the dry sockets as that was healing. And then there was like this other, so we're in July. So this was July when this all started. And then by August, it was the August long weekend and I had to get part of my gum cut because it had grown in funny. So it was just like this whole ordeal. Yeah. And by that point I had to do physio for my jaw because it was, there was a deviation when I opened my mouth that would like open in a zigzag and then close in a zigzag. And it was just a nightmare. So basically after that, I got carpal tunnel two years later and I had this whole, like my jaw had never healed. And, um, I was told, so by 2017, yeah, 2016 was like, I was just kind of dealing with my, so 2015, I was dealing with my jaw, the dry socket, all that. 2016, I feel like things were okay-ish, but I was still in physio for my jaw and still kind of like managing my jaw and whatnot and um, getting all these kinds of injections, but like it was bearable. Mm -hmm. And then 2017, yeah, it was the beginning of 2017 three months before my wedding in February, where I almost dropped my dog. I was holding my dog, almost dropped him. And my left hand just completely gave out and it hurt like hell. And it turned out I had carpal tunnel. Oh no. That happened. And I went to my family doctor who then referred me to like, I guess a plastic surgeon who was going to do the surgery and the wait times in Canada are extraordinary because we get free health care. So mm -hmm. it just kind of took forever for me to see that specialist. So I was kind of grateful for that because I figured, okay, if I get the surgery before my wedding, I might end up having a linked out hook because with my luck, my hand's just going to come off altogether. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not catastrophizing there at all, huh? <laughs> exactly, right? Like, that's what I was all about back then. Like, yeah. that was the joke that, like, I was, the joke at work was that I was Benjamin Button. Like oh. I was 28 years old at the time and everything was just going so downhill and I was getting all these old people issues, like mm -hmm. literally needing carpal tunnel surgery before the age of 30. That just didn't make any sense. And, um, so sure enough, I had the surgery, um, about two months after my wedding in July and it never, it healed. Like I had the grip back in my hand, but, um, it still kind of went numb. And it was, um, so then I had more physio before and after that. Um, I was told I had tennis elbow also. I lied about 2016. I actually got my first ulcer in 2016. Oh, oh. yeah. Where have all the <laughs> ulcers gone? You. I know, to me. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like I literally had every, almost every TMS symptom imperative. Like, yeah. it was insane. Wow. Um, 2018, I started my um, treatment for my job because that was just driving me insane. I was getting all these nerve block injections. Um, I was getting Botox injections to paralyze my face so that I wouldn't grind my teeth. 
or move my face to get a migraine. Like that's when the migraines were really getting bad. Um, I started the splint therapy with an orthodontist who was a TMJ specialist and I had to get an MRI and it showed that basically my, um, the right side of my jaw was kind of in my ear. And that was, yeah. And that was the cause for all the problems. So I was getting like ear infections, but I, I'm starting to wonder if they even truly were ear infections Mm -hmm. at this point, just because it was because of my jaw supposedly. And then was it actually an infection or was it just the symptom imperative of the pain (laughs) of my jaw being in my ear? Right. Um, Yeah. And then I had gotten also a neck x-ray in December of 2017. So shortly before I got the, actually the MRI was also 2017. This was all December. Mm-hmm. Um, and my neck x-ray had shown that my neck tilted to the right, that I had kyphosis and all these big words. And then the MRI um, showed that it was in my, my jaw was in my ear. And um, this was the cause for my carpal tunnel, apparently, oh. because they were saying that um, as long as I got my jaw fixed, everything else would fix itself because the nerve that goes into your hand for the carpal tunnel is connected to your neck vertebrae. Gotcha. So I figured... The entire cause for all my problems is my jaw. Yeah. And that was the cause for the migraines and that was the cause for my vertigo and all this, just these other things and the cause for my ulcers as well, because I was taking all these painkillers because I just didn't know how to get rid of the pain. Mm. Um, I started the splint therapy in March-ish of 2018. They basically, so I had perfect teeth before this Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it really suck just seeing these spaces in my teeth from Mm. the splint therapy and I was kind of eager to get over with the whole process and the orthodontist by August had determined that I was good enough to go ahead with the braces and um, start closing off some of the gaps but Mm -hmm. we would have still had to make more room for like my lower jaw to adjust to whatever they did to the upper jaw to like widen it and it was just it was crazy it was like this crazy insane thing yes And then I got the braces in August of 2018. The first couple of weeks into it, I had vertigo for like a week. Hmm. I could not, I couldn't even sit. Like that's how bad the vertigo was. And like I had had vertigo in the past. And I remember having vertigo like as a smaller, as a younger child, like Mm -hmm. maybe from ages 12 to like 16, I would get vertigo randomly, but mm-hmm. the doctors just kind of brushed it off as like nothing. Yeah. Um, like they did all the blood work and I was fine. Um, so that's why I say that I feel like it was a lifelong battle with TMS sure. because I just realized there was a problem back then. And um, yeah, so they didn't change. So they were supposed to change my braces wire every month. So they didn't change it for September because I had gotten vertigo. So they figured like I was too sensitive to mm-hmm. kind of go at the normal pace. Like they would have to slow it down. And October, they changed my first wire. And of course, a week later, my jaw moved forward, which I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. And this was on a Thursday. And then on the Friday, I started getting what I assumed was a migraine. Mm -hmm. And I figured it's no big deal. It's just a migraine. I've done this before. I'll be able to do it again. No biggie. I'll be okay in like 48 hours, 72 hours max. By Saturday, I was dying. I was in so much pain. I called my orthodontist. I was like, hey, like, honestly, like, this is probably the worst migraine I've ever had in my life. And I just, I, like, I literally, I can't even think, like, I just couldn't do anything. And I already knew I couldn't do anything when I had a migraine, but this was just a special one for some reason. Mm. 
And so he basically told me to go to the chiropractor because my muscles were in spasm because my jaw had shifted forward the day before. Mm. So I went, no relief. No. <laughs> like the tiniest little bit, but I expected more because every time I had gone to the chiropractor when I had a migraine, like I had at least, I could at least function sort of for the rest of the day. But this mm-hmm. was just, I was completely dying. Yeah. And then Sunday, I couldn't brush my teeth. Like it just, it hurt so much. Like for some reason, the skin in my mouth hurt so much. And by the evening I looked in my mouth and I saw these weird little cuts on the roof of my mouth. Mm. So I was like, that's funny. I didn't eat glass today. I don't understand where this is coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Monday, I don't know how I made it to work, but I did. And I texted my orthodontist and I sent him photos of the inside of my mouth because I also had this appliance on the roof of my mouth with the braces to continue reshaping Mm -hmm. whatever they were reshaping in my skull essentially Mm -hmm. and um he told me to come in the orthodontist because that it looked weird I went and he told me that it wasn't the thing on the top of my mouth like the appliance he said it looked like a cold sore and um I said I okay that's interesting because I've never had one in my life before and I I don't understand like Mm -hmm. this this is making no sense to me and then he said, have you, have you ever had chicken pox? Mm-hmm. I said, yes. And I had also had shingles in 2011. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that too. Like I've also had shingles. And he said, okay, you, I think you might have shingles in your mouth. Oh my God. So I was like, okay, this is literally like the universe is playing a cool joke on me. Like, am I being punked right now? Yeah, for <laughs> what sure. What is happening? So he basically told me like, you need to go to your family doctor. Mm-hmm. I went, um, he confirmed it was shingles. Mm -hmm. So I got on the antivirals immediately and um, they gave me this mouth numbing rinse because I just, I couldn't deal with having a mouth basically. So I had mouth shingles and braces and tennis elbow and the remnants of like my carpal tunnel. And I just, I, at that point I was like, okay, like I, I'm 30. I have mouth shingles. I have braces. Mm -hmm. Everything seems to be going downhill. Mm -hmm. Um, so 40 max, I'd like to live till like max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's because I am doing my husband a favor sure. at this point, because I don't want him to be sad just yet. But, right. you know, let's give him a solid 10 years. And uh, yeah, like it was it, I just wow. couldn't deal like, it was the absolute worst pain of my life. I don't even, I can't even think of it, of mm-hmm. how bad it was. Like it was, I was ugly crying like mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a very, in my opinion, high threshold for pain because of everything else that I had gone through. I was told that dry socket was the worst pain you could ever go through. And that TMJ was pretty bad and shingles 11 years Mm -hmm. ago or whenever that, or 12, 10 years ago was really bad, but shingles in your mouth. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So basically, um, I was freaking out about the shingles in my mouth because when I had the shingles on my back, um, like eight years ago. I still had some sort of sensation on my back, but I only knew that it was Mm -hmm. there once I thought about it. And then I was freaking out because like, okay, so if that's been there for years, what's going to happen with my mouth? Like, this is shingles in my mouth. And I was, I was freaking out. So I was getting nerve block injections. I had gotten more Botox injections, like on the side of my head, just to numb everything around the trigeminal nerve. Um, So I basically Mm -hmm. had trigeminal neuralgia after the shingles. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, it was, it was bad. And then by January, I had a referral put in to see a neurologist, like a neurosurgeon. So I was literally looking into like what the trigeminal neurologist surgery was. Cause I was like, let's like, let's get this severed. 
I don't care if it's a brain surgery. (laughs) Like I I literally cannot deal with this because I, it's just, no, like too much. No, like I can't. Um, And of course I was calling the referral office every day, pretty much told me that it's a 16 to 18 month wait to see this specialist um, just because Mm -hmm. Canadian healthcare system is a little backlogged. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I was losing my mind and it was January, um, the very beginning of January. I was scrolling through Facebook and I found an app for an ad for the curable app. So mm-hmm. out of desperation, I downloaded it, <laughs> paid for the full year subscription, mm-hmm. didn't even look at what it had to do with. Like, I didn't care. I was just like, okay, this says chronic pain relief. I need chronic pain relief. Maybe this is going to hypnotize me into thinking I don't have pain or something. Like, that's kind of where my brain went. (laughs) I didn't bother reading the reviews. I didn't bother, like, I didn't look into it whatsoever. Uh, Mm -hmm. So once I had paid, of course, then I decided I'm going to do my exercises on Curable and see what happens. And then it tells me that I need to look into my childhood experiences. I was Mm -hmm. so incredibly offended because I figured I, I mean, okay, I didn't have the best childhood. I got over it. I know everything that happened. I have, you know, for the most part, made peace with it. This doesn't make sense that this is causing my chronic pain. Like, I was pissed. Like, I was offended. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I ignored the app for 24 hours. (laughs) Um, I I kind of stewed in my anger for 24 hours. And the next day, um, I was still in pain, obviously. I figured, okay, whatever. You know what? I have paid this app already. I'm not getting a refund at this point. Let's, let's, let's humor this. Let's see what happens. I had zero expectations that it was going to work. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I, I expected it not to work. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of these people who needs this app, who needs to look at their childhood experiences, who, you know, has unresolved emotional trauma. Like I'm emotionally fine. I am a very emotionally stable person. What I didn't really realize at the time was that emotionally stable doesn't necessarily mean you're great at masking your emotions because I didn't realize I was even masking them. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, sure enough, it worked. (laughs) Um, So I did a combination of things because um, I'm a bit of an overachiever. (laughs) So yeah, so I did the Curable app. I listened to all their podcasts. I joined the Curable Facebook group. That's where I found your podcast. So then (laughs) I literally listened to every single episode in a very short time frame. I listened to Nicole's podcast also in a very short time frame. Like I just every morning as I was getting for work, I was listening to a podcast Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe on my drive to work. I was also listening to a podcast. Like I was just podcasting myself to death, essentially. (laughs) uh, Life, really. (laughs) But it was good because I was hearing like other people's recovery stories. So I was like, okay, so, okay, this makes sense. Like I can resonate with these people. Like these are my people. (laughs) I get Mm -hmm. it. I'm starting to understand myself. Um, But I I did a lot. I did way too much too soon Um, because by Mm -hmm. February. So, I mean, I found the other podcasts in like February, March. But um, before Mm -hmm. that, I basically by February, um, I was like such a basket case of emotions. Like I was Ron Burgundy in a glass case of emotion. Like just oh. <laughs> I was losing it. <laughs> like I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, I, I knew like I had read the warnings, like don't do this too fast. Only do a certain amount of exercises in like a certain time frame. Um, 
but I, I like nose, I nose dived into everything. Mm. Um, so basically didn't really know what the heck to do because I didn't know how to even find any sort of TMS coach or therapist or doctor or anything, because it just didn't make sense to me that Mm -hmm. first of all, it doesn't really exist in Canada. Second Mm -hmm. of all, not that many people have heard of it. And, uh, just the concept of even like looking to see if there was anyone that would even do Skype sessions with me just didn't occur to me at the time. Um, so Mm -hmm. I ended up just going on antidepressants basically because I just couldn't deal with all the emotion. And that kind of helped mm-hmm. me get through after a few months. And then I realized I need to get off of these to feel my feelings because that's completely counterintuitive. Um, right. So I kind of hit every roadblock on my healing journey. And the whole time I was kind of thinking like, I would have loved to have like some sort of mentor or like something to kind of guide me properly through this. And then mm-hmm. by the time I was totally healed, Actually, I wasn't even completely healed yet. It was the end of March. I Mm -hmm. went to the yoga expo (laughs) that they had in Toronto and they had like Mm -hmm. a booth for like life coaches. And I saw one of the categories of types of life coaches was a mind body life coach. Then I was like, hold on a second. This is a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they mean the same mind body as the TMS mind body, which they don't. Like, for the most part, they don't really mention tension myositis syndrome. But what if I make this into, like, what if I look into life coaching and become a TMS coach? Because I don't know if that exists. They do exist Mm -hmm. in the States, (laughs) but there's no actual, like, training for it. But then I figured, why don't I just get, like, some sort of certificate? And Mm -hmm. um, between going to the yoga expo and seeing that there's mind-body coaching as a thing and figuring out that, like, yeah, actually, this is what I need to do. Like, I need to help people. This is my calling. That's kind of when I reached the point of 100% pain-free. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Like, I think that was kind of like the missing piece of the puzzle. Yes, yes. It's so amazing. Like, once we start to get fueled by life, mm-hmm. we we can see the gifts within our pain and can turn it into our purpose. Like, that's just such a huge huge thing that can release whatever remnants of pain that you have left in your body. That's what I experienced. That's amazing. That is amazing. So before, you know, you reached the mind body message, you had thought that your jaw was the cause of all that you were dealing with. What do you feel like now is the cause of all that you were dealing with? My emotions. (laughs) (laughs) In a nutshell. Basically, yeah. And like the proof, (laughs) the proof in the pudding of it is, so by February, I was like, you know, that's when I was like nose diving into this. Um, Mm -hmm. I reached the conclusion, I'm getting my braces off. I am 30 years old. I don't need to have braces for the second time in my life. If what Sarno is saying is true, which it obviously Mm -hmm. is, my jaw is obviously still not the perfect bite. And it's still, whatever they have fixed, it's still obviously a little bit in my ear because the orthodontist, I mean, I was supposed to have these braces for like 18 months, like 12 to 18 months, and I'm on month four. So there's no way, first of all, that my jaw is in the correct spot. Um, and it's Mm -hmm. still not to this day because when I smile, so what they said was like the front teeth and bottom teeth, like the line in between them has to be aligned. Mine sure isn't Mm -hmm. right now. 
mm-hmm. and I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Yay. I got the braces <laughs> off in uh, February. I I pretty much told the dentist, the orthodontist, like at the time, I didn't know how he would feel about saying like, I discovered mind body stuff. And I think this whole treatment is BS. So um, uh-huh. take this off. Like I didn't want to word it that way. So I just kind of told him like, yeah, I'm really nervous to continue with this because the first time you put the braces on me, I got vertigo and then I got shingles after you changed my wire. So can we just, I, I quit. Um, and he was mm-hmm. totally fine with that. Um, and I awesome. basically had that same wire from October to February because like they, they didn't want to do anything. And then I mm-hmm. kind of reached the conclusion. I don't want to do anything. Like just take this crap off my teeth. Like I am done. Yep. Um, yep. I am done having this cage on my teeth and I'm tired of not smiling in photos. I'm tired of looking like being so self-conscious, just having like, they yes. were the white braces, but like, I still felt so self-conscious. It was yeah. still a wire. It's still, it was ugly, you know? Um, right. so I got them off and yeah, oh. he, he confirmed that like, it's not completely the perfect bite, but I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not in pain. And yeah, it's obviously not a structural thing. And I proved it to myself once I got those braces off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. So looking back, um, do you feel like a lot of your symptoms were um, like when you kind of tie the emotional part back to what you went through? Do you feel like a lot of it was like anger at the dentist that was kind of feeling a lot of the symptoms right after your first Yes and no. Wisdom teeth extraction? Yes and no. Yeah. Um, at the time, like, I, I was pissed at the dentist. Like, I even I even mm-hmm. spoke to a lawyer because I was just, oh, like, wow. this person ruined my jaw. Like, you know, like, it was just, mm-hmm. I, everything is affected by this. But basically, um, the Canadian legal system is also something else. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and um, they don't consider um, inner mouth injuries, like, a thing. Like, it would have been better to have a limb severed um for me to get any financial compensation and I did have insurance so like 80% of all my fees were kind of covered so I'd be spending Mm -hmm. more money or the same amount of money on lawyer fees as what I'd get back but he said I totally had a case but there was Mm -hmm. no point in Mm -hmm. doing anything so I just didn't really bother um so a lot of it was anger towards the dentist but um it was also just anger towards like you know, those childhood emotions and trauma and all that, Mm. that I just never even saw that way. So do you feel like your childhood was kind of like one of the main contributors to your pain? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and you probably hadn't connected that dot prior. No, like why, why would I, right? Like why would anybody, unless they know about it? Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like even if they do know about it, they're going to be so skeptical about it. You know, and I just, I was in so much pain from the shingles Mm -hmm. that I just, by fluke, found the Curable app. And if I hadn't paid for that subscription, I don't think I would Mm -hmm. have ever bothered looking at it, honestly. Right. Right. Yeah. Just the amount of pain and the fact that I spent money on this, like, let's just, let's Mm -hmm. look into this and see what happened. Like, humor me up. Let's see what happens here. Yeah. And sure enough, like. I had so much suppressed crap mm-hmm. that I had no idea I was even suppressing. Right. So when working through the Curable app, did you have any particular tools that were working best for you at the time? Um, honestly, the written, the writing exercises mm-hmm. were the biggest one for me. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Like I discovered so much with those. And like to this Mm -hmm. day, I'll still, um, like I, I ran out of writing exercises because I obviously did it way too fast. I started just doing the expressive journaling, um, daily, which kind of ties Mm -hmm. in with uh, Nicole's like journal speak thing. So I started doing that after I ran out of, um, exercises on the app and uh that also has been a huge part in me just kind of discovering all these things that I just either forgot about or didn't even realize like were a thing Mm -hmm. like I was suppressing guilt and I had no clue that I even had any guilt that was to be suppressed like Mm -hmm. I it just was completely beyond me right right? We don't, nobody teaches us these things, you know, especially not in the day and age in which you and I grew up. It was just not, not taught. So it's wonderful that it it is now. So, or at least conscious parents. So now did you feel like, you know, it shifted this like awareness about your childhood? Did you, do you feel like it shifted your relationships with your parents? Um, yes and no. Yes Mm -hmm. and no. Cause like I, definitely um had issues like with my mother um and I had I had already created boundaries with her before even knowing I needed to um Mm. just because of my relationship with her and then I had just started having a relationship with my father in 2016 so I feel like our relationships Mm -hmm. are kind of the same um but Mm -hmm. I think just kind of the way that I look at how my relationships were back then with them Um, It Mm. kind of makes so much more sense now in hindsight. Yeah. And so did the relationship, was it more just um, like emotionally absent or what was it like for you? Um, So basically uh, my father was physically absent and then my mother Mm. was more like, uh, I guess like emotionally absent and like she had, she has some like narcissistic tendencies. Um, So it was like. Like, I had figured that out before I even figured out what TMS was. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So thank God for that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if, uh, if I had discovered that while, like, in February, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> right. A little overload. <laughs> right? Like, that would have really been nuts for me. Um, yeah. So at least I kind of had the concept of, like, setting up boundaries with toxic family members as... Mm -hmm. taboo as that is you need to do what's right for yourself um and like you know not a lot of people see it that way because it's oh it's your parents you know and it's like it's as Mm -hmm. if just like kind of keeping your kid alive and fed is worthy of a medal (laughs) in this society but um there's so much more to it and that's not to say that like people necessarily had to have an abusive kind of emotionally abusive childhood like that like it could be literally anything, which I try and emphasize a lot. Um, Like just because my childhood was what it was, doesn't mean that everyone had to have the same childhood experience that I did to have TMS or like to qualify to have TMS. Like, yes, let's not compare trauma. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all relative to the observers. So, yeah. So what would you say are like some of the biggest shifts that you had to make in your life in order to get to where you're at today? Boy, Um, there's just, there's so many, I mean, just thinking differently about things, Mm -hmm. like just, just understanding that like the things that happened in my childhood were not my fault. And I think that's kind of where a lot of the guilt came from because like 
kids find a way to blame themselves for things, right? So I, I thought I was the cause for the divorce between my parents. Like, I literally thought yeah. that this was completely 100% my fault. Wow. Yeah. And um, realizing after that that it wasn't. And, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And this is where a lot of the guilt kind of came from. And mm-hmm. so just kind of making that shift from having all this guilt to, like, a shift into understanding and like being okay with the fact that I literally had no other option as a kid than to feel this guilt because what else would I have known what to do? And then it was a safety thing for me to suppress it Mm -hmm. and just making that shift in my mind to kind of get an understanding of that was just that, that to me was wild. And, um, that's huge. Yeah. And like just not even realizing how I've had all this guilt continuing through like throughout my adult life, even where just the most minor thing, I would just think, oh my God, this is my fault. I've ruined everything. I'm so sorry. You know, mm-hmm. like it just apologizing needlessly for things. Aww. And so other th- shifts in thinking probably were around like the way you thought about your body physically too. Yeah. 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 Like I had, like, I thought my body was the enemy. Like Mm -hmm. I literally had this image of my body. I'm 30, like at the time, I'm still 30. So, you know, (laughs) I had just turned 30 at the time (laughs) and I'm here thinking like my body is literally working against me, like Mm -hmm. literally working as against me as a body possibly could. Like I am lucky Mm -hmm. if I don't die of old age in five years. (laughs) (laughs) like I I had carpal tunnel I had shingles twice I Mm -hmm. had all this crazy stuff oh I also had arthritis yes (laughs) that's another one Uh yes so I had another I had um I was trying to avoid getting the second surgery on my other hand for the Mm -hmm. carpal tunnel and Mm -hmm. they basically had done the electro to see like the nerve conduction. And uh, mm-hmm. they basically said that the nerves on my right hand were fine and the ones on the left were fine, but I had had the surgery already. So um, mm-hmm. they said the ones on the right were fine. And if I was feeling this pain, it was probably arthritis. So I'm like, uh-huh. okay, okay, all right. <laughs> so I'm brittle. <laughs> Added to the list. Yep, yep. I'm already I'm brittle. <laughs> I've, I've had ulcers. I had my second mm-hmm. ulcer in 2018. Um, yeah, from all the painkillers I was taking for my jaw, because I think with all the splint stuff I was doing before I got the braces, I was getting all these migraines. So having ulcers, I'm brittle. I'm falling apart, literally falling apart. Like Mm -hmm. I want to kind of implant my brain into another body at this point because everything in my body is broken. Nothing's working properly. What's going to happen next year? I was so paranoid. I was so paranoid. I was literally sleeping (laughs) with five pillows. Mm. I had to be sleeping in such a specific position. So I had to have the pillow between my shoulders and head. So my neck would be like supported. And then I had to sleep Mm -hmm. on my back. And then I had to have a pillow under my knees so that I wouldn't put strain on my lower back because the last thing I wanted was sciatica at this point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that was preventive? preventive yes yeah yeah because <laughs> I was losing wow. my mind at this point like what else is sure. going wrong right and then yes. oh I had runner's knee too and I didn't run um mm. yeah so I was waking up with this random shooting pain in my knee 
even though my legs were supported. Yeah. And then I had one pillow under each arm <laughs> because I didn't know what to do with my arms. And then my husband basically had like one square centimeter of the bed. <laughs> oh. So it was just, it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. So I had such a hate relationship with my body. Like I hated my body. I thought it was working yes. against me. And mm -hmm. I guess it was like what makes the most sense to me was shingles was the breaking point for me mm -hmm. to finally listen to my body and find something that would make me understand that I need to listen to my body and not consider it separate from my mind. Yes. And to kind of consider my yes. brain as a body part, if that right. makes any sense. Because right. like, I never really saw that it as sense. like, I just saw it as like this mystical thing. But it's like, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't even know how to describe what I thought of, of what the brain was. But like, mm -hmm. it's like the brain's the mind, but the mind is just this crazy, weird thing. But I never considered mm -hmm. it like it's part of my body. Yes. So, yes. yeah, I needed to reach that breaking uh. point to like figure it out. Like I had to be drowning and like zero oxygen left for me to really make that decision to look into this whole theory about mm -hmm. TMS because I at that point I had no choice like I couldn't suffer anymore and mm -hmm. I had I had I tried everything else like I did everything else and I was afraid of taking painkillers because ulcers I mm -hmm. didn't know what else to do like I was going to the chiropractor like multiple times a week and obviously it was not helping <laughs> like it would help for a right. short period of time and then I'd have to go back and Mm -hmm. It makes so much sense now that, like, if nothing else worked, of course, it's a mind-body syndrome, right? <laughs> right, right. So now, how do you feel about your body? Um, we're partners. <laughs> like, <Yay. yeah. laughs> like, we're partners. And, like, anytime I have a flare-up, like, I know it's my body trying to send me a message. So I've had a few recent flare-ups in the midst of one now. But I know it's a message that my body is trying to tell me something. And it's every time that I've had this sort of message come through to me from my body, it's been super insightful. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like exciting where it's like, I mean, it's not exciting to have pain, but it kind of right. is once you're on this journey, because it's like, what am I going to find out now? What am I going to uncover Absolutely. now? Like, it's, it's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. So what did you learn from this last flare? Um, so the last, not the current flare I'm in now, but because uh, that's still to be determined. But I think the current flare, I'm learning that I need to just trust everything mm -hmm. and like stop trying so hard. And the last mm -hmm. flare, um, it was, it lasted a solid three weeks and I did everything. So by the, I was doing the whole, like, let's ignore the pain. Let's pretend we trust, but not actually trust. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's a beautiful distinction. Right? So many, you know, that's the whole, like, I believe 100%, but really deep down, there's someone that exactly. doesn't believe it within me. Exactly. So. And like realizing like, yeah. wait a minute, I'm lying to myself. I'm mm -hmm. literally lying to myself. And then realizing that and it's like, oh, cool. And like, now I know how to catch when I'm lying to myself, which is a really cool yes. discovery to make. And, you know, a lot of people don't yes. want to come to terms with that. My most recent, the previous flare, I realized I was not believing that I was at a point of safety mm. so it was literally like it came to me in the shower just 
randomly after I had, I basically gave up. So by the third week, I was like, hey, like I had journaled every day. I cried every day. I laughed every day. I felt every single emotion every day. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then at that point, I was like, hey, screw it. Like, I'm just not even going to think about this because I'm mm-hmm. exhausted at this point. Mm-hmm. Whatever is causing this pain, it's going to come to me at some point. And then in the shower, that's when all my insight comes, apparently. <laughs> I had realized that I wasn't feeling safe. So um, it was my, Mm. the right side of my neck was hurting. So I couldn't look to the right. And Mm. I basically decided like, okay, like, let me look to the right and tell myself that I'm safe. And Mm. stayed in that for a solid 20 seconds. And then the pain kind of started going away. And then Mm. I started just looking to the right again. And it hurt again, but not as bad. And then I just kept doing it. Mm. Like I did about 10 reps and then the pain was totally gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome when you finally have the aha. Exactly. It's like my nervous system didn't realize like we're we're good. Like we're safe. We're fine. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So when you kind of take the time that it took you to find curable to full recovery, Mm -hmm. that was like how long? January, I discovered curable, fully recovered by April. Um, like four months. Wow. Three months. One month, one month per year. That's amazing. (laughs) It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. So your husband had seen you in the darkest of days. What, how did, how was he handling all of that when it was going down? (laughs) I was, I was shocked he even stuck around, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he was amazing. Like he just like, he didn't know what to do because he yeah he was he's one of those like unicorn people who like never had chronic pain and he had like the best upbringing and like you know like no you know like horrible hurdles to go through in like a childhood and right. just, <laughs> that is unicorn right like, like, I don't know I don't know anybody like that. right <laughs> like his parents are like they're amazing. They're still together after like over 40 years of marriage. Like he's had such a great like upbringing and like modeling of life that like Mm -hmm. I was genuinely surprised that he stuck around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, So um, he didn't know what to do, obviously, but um, he just kind of was there for me. And that's, I guess, what I needed from him because um, I, I yeah. couldn't expect anything else from him, really. So he was just, right. he was just his amazing self the whole time. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, so if you were to run into someone who was like in the depths of their pain and they're maybe four years in and they're like not wanting to be here anymore, <laughs> what what would you say to them? Look into John Sarno. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> seriously, like Perfect. get the curable app or look into the podcast. Like I literally have a piece of paper that I wrote out for a coworker and I took a picture of it, which listed out mm-hmm. everything <laughs> that I did. Yeah. So it literally lists out like the curable app, John Sarno, your podcast, the other podcast, <laughs> like all the books, all the all the things. And this was before I even had the idea of uh, helping other people like with like the let's get Mm -hmm. your shift together thing. 
Um, so yeah. literally like, I'll just either like any of my friends who I know are having any chronic pain, like I'll just send them like a picture of that piece of paper that I had written out <laughs> because mm-hmm. like, just try all these things <laughs> or just look into yeah. one of these things and like, just, just look into it. Cause I feel like you right. can't really force someone to do it. Um, they need to come to the conclusion on their own, which for me really sucks. Cause it's just like, just do it. <laughs> please do it you you don't understand (laughs) like this is seriously gonna help you but um yeah when it comes to kind of it I don't want to say accusing somebody that their childhood emotions are causing their physical pain it's not accusing Mm -hmm. them it's suggesting to them but when you hear it on the other side it sounds like you're being acute like that's how I felt that's how I felt just when the suggestion was made to me by the app and that's not even a person so I was like oh okay screw Mm -hmm. you app like my childhood was what it was but I'm over it so I feel like yeah like to even suggest that to somebody it's like so controversial Mm -hmm. because it's like oh well you know my parents tried really hard it's like that yeah I know like that's not the point though (laughs) the point is you're still repressed but it's hard to convey that when the person's already automatically offended that yes. this is the suggestion. Yes. Yeah. Right. I know. It's like that whole denial of the syndrome is part of the syndrome. And I feel like the more yeah. vehemently we oppose it in the beginning, yeah. actually the more we need it. Exactly. So. It's so true. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. Well, Adriana, I want to just thank you so, so much for joining me here today. Any final words of wisdom before we part? Um, thank you so, so much for having me. Oh. Um, my words of wisdom is honestly, if you haven't, if you are listening to this and you suspect you have TMS, first of all, yes, you probably do. (laughs) Or like, yes, you do. I'm not even going to say you probably do. Like if you've been in chronic pain, like you absolutely have TMS. Um, and like, just for the love of God, just look into it. Like just start doing some of the work, please. (laughs) Like, I beg you just do it. Just you're, you're going to thank yourself later. Like you are literally going to thank yourself in the future when, even when you're 10%, even when you notice a 10% Mm -hmm. reduction in your pain, you're going to realize like, okay, okay. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Like I should have done this. Like you don't need to wait until you're drowning. Right. The time to get out of your house when it's flooding is when the water's at your ankles, right? Like Mm -hmm. why suffer longer? Why wait till the water's up to your neck? You know, like just, just do it. Like get over yourself in a way, like get over the ego part of being offended by the suggestion that it's childhood trauma, childhood experiences, get over Mm -hmm. yourself, look into it. You'll thank yourself later. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) Awesome. And so if someone is listening that needs a helping hand on their journey and would like um, to contact Adriana as a coach, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So um, my website is www.letsgetyourshifttogether.com. My email address is the same thing. Let's get your shift together at gmail.com and uh, the same thing on Instagram and uh, Facebook and everything. And um, yeah, like I am doing uh, sessions with uh, people who have TMS. And yeah. Uh, yeah, please feel free if you're like, you don't have to do this alone. You really don't. And I yes. like, I wish I had some sort of coach. Like I, I would have paid like so much money just to like, have someone kind of guiding me through it because I just felt so lost during it. And um, that's basically why I'm doing what I'm doing. So please like feel free to contact me if you want any sort of guidance. 
Beautiful. Awesome, Adriana. Well, thank you so, 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 so much. I can't thank you enough for spending the time and yeah, and we'll be in touch. Thank you. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.